Hello and welcome to episode 50 of Three Bears in a Movie. I am Richard Laird and I'm with... Barry Neal. We're minus Colin tonight. I know. I feel like even when the 50th episode, Colin should be here. This, he should be here. Like, this is a big landmark. It is a big landmark. Um, but the biggest landmark was last week when we went for a year. Um, yeah, he's not here tonight. But he's not, hopefully he doesn't turn up like a Ukrainian journalist, just sort of randomly <laughs> comes up. Um, but no, he's taking a good lady away this weekend, so he's not around. Nice. Um, so Colin is busy right now. <laughs> he's a very small man and he's very busy. <laughs> um, but once again, we're at the Raven, as we always are, and it's very quiet today. It is very quiet today. Yeah. But they have got their button up for the World Cup, so maybe we'll get busy during the, the World Cup. Yeah, it kicks off in a couple of weeks, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. We can talk football movies then. Oh. I don't really know many, to be honest. <laughs> well, we'll cover that topic in a couple of weeks, I'm yes. guessing. Um, <laughs> what are you drinking tonight, Barry? I am just drinking cola tonight. Are you working tonight? I am back at the work schedule. Uh, Last night was a bit rough going back after like almost a week off. Uh, I'm gonna lie. There's nothing worse than the, the first day back into it. It's, like, <laughs> it's the most hellish thing. Like, usually, like, I, you know, if you, like, people say, win the lottery, oh, I get bored. I'm like, fuck no. no. I enjoy having time to Like, I can do what I want. I, I think if I won the lottery, I think I could find enough stuff to, to do to keep myself busy. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> Knowing that budget is not an option, you know, he's like, I can do what I want. Yeah. yeah. I can be chilled out. Um, I, I'm not going to go and try Oh, I'll just go back for a couple of days to keep myself busy. Nah, fuck it. No. I uh, quick ramble before we go through. That's why I don't understand when people retire, but then they come back on like a part-time contract. I'm so, like, you know, you've, you've made it to that age. Go. Enjoy. Unless you, unless maybe it's a, a financial thing yeah. and you can't afford it. But if you can afford it, then yeah, definitely. I'm, when I retire, hopefully I can retire forever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I may, I may be 95 where the government is right now before I can retire, but I'm looking forward to that day when I can finally just sit at home all day long and watch movies. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> and when we're on episode 10,000 of this. <laughs> oh. lost Colin at that point, yeah. <laughs> he ran off into the woods yeah. and went rogue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Colin was living a, a wild lifestyle in the, the hills of Adam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm drinking first of Robins. Yeah. First of Robins, so I've had it before. It's one of my favourite drinks you have in here. They really have it on tap, which is annoying because it's lovely. Mm. used to have them bottles and now it's down to cans okay. um, and I was very against drinking cans of beer for a long time like I felt like it was way too hipsterish yeah. but I've, in recent well, the last couple of months I've got I'm not I'm not against it I like the fact that it's like a 330ml can yeah. so it's almost like the perfect amount you know you're not sitting there slogging through a no, pint no definitely not that's kind of thing but the thing is only chuck, only, it's about, only about a pound cheaper than a pint so yeah. I'm like well maybe it's not a pint then because it's, like, it's worth it if it was on pint I would like a pint but because it's only on um, cans I'll have a wee can of it tonight um, but yeah, I've been filming myself drinking a lot more cans. There's a few. I've been. I'll, I don't. I'm not as against the, the beer can drinking as I used. I once was. Some beyond the tenants. <laughs> no, no, I'm definitely not in tenants because Buffalo Bomb is a lovely beer. Um, but yeah, I wish I had it in bottles and I wish I had it in um, draft. more draft more often. There's a few places doing draft and they have it in here occasionally. But yeah, I like to have it draft more often. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so we we'll want the first thing we we'll have the non cinema viewing, Barry. So, what have you watched at home of interest? Uh, just one thing, and it was a TV show that's exclusive to Netflix, and it's called Safe. Yeah, British TV show, isn't it? It's a British TV yeah. show. Starring oh. the guy from Dexter, isn't it? He's in it. Yes. He's doing a British accent, apparently quite well. Yeah, it, it does actually sound very convincing. Yeah. Um, what's, what's the premise of the film, uh, the, the TV show? First things first, is it? episodes. They're all about an hour, 40, 40 yeah. minutes an hour, yeah. yeah. So, so eight yeah. hours of viewing. It doesn't hang about, okay, nice. which I liked about it. A typical British show, it's not spanning 12 episodes, 24 episodes, it just cuts to the chase, it gets down to business. Yep. All centres around a, a closed gated uh, housing community. Right, okay. And um, this is absolutely no spoils because this happens in the first like, I don't know, 10 minutes of the first okay. episode. 
um, there's a couple, a young couple. She ends up going missing, and her boyfriend ends up dead in the swimming pool or right. house party. Okay. That's pretty much where it all kicks off. Right. And then it centers around the dad, um, who is trying to track down his daughter. Right. And then is the daughter seen as a like is she sort of like seen as a person of interest in the mother at this point in time? Not really. Not really. No. Not really. It's more kind of just she's went. She's went missing. She went rogue. Yeah. Is she in the woods of Adam like, like, like Colin yeah, Munro will yeah. <laughs> Which makes me wonder, has, is like a dead body in, in Colin's pool? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's like a sub-story going on about what happened in the past. Oh, okay. Trying not to spoil it. No, no, of course not. Because yeah. there's a few bits that can start like bleeding onto yeah. it. Um, yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. Did you watch I, it in one sitting? Pretty I, much. I did. Sunday. Yeah. Oh, it was a day of lounging, so it was <laughs> eight hours of like this. Yeah. Because it was just... That's, that's why it's on Netflix. That's why it's not when that's why BBC have taken up or any yeah. it's, it's a Netflix kind of thing. They, they, they expect you to exactly. watch this in one go. They don't yeah. expect you to sit there for like weeks and weeks on end. They expect you to watch this in the space of an afternoon, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I actually quite enjoyed it. It's like, you know, it's not going to win any awards, I don't think. No. And it is a definite one season one and one. done because of the type of story it is. Um, but could the people in like stick at your form of detectives in it as well to an extent? A little. It, it's more just. It's more like uh, the British police. Aye, so, my point, so the British police, so could you maybe have like a sort of Moss type thing where you see them doing different stories in the future? No, because the kind of way, sorry, the way it ties in is um, one of the women who, as a detective, she lives in the gated community. Right, okay. And then that's what I was saying, like, uh, things from her past right, start okay. coming out. Right, okay. You know, I'm just trying not to... No, 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 of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, um, like I said, it does gallop pace really quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I liked it. Okay, conclusion as we've discussed, uh, you know, it's, you know. Conclusions of, of these types of stories are always tough because it's a quick wrap up. You try to wrap it up, you try to make it in some way sort of fulfilling to an audience, but a lot of time it's just kind of, at times, people, people have made up their own minds. I think it's based on a book, isn't it, from what I remember? I have no idea. I think it could be based on, I'm not 100% sure, I'm sure it is based on a book, so all people reading the book as well might have like, had their own ideas of how they think they would have ended it as well, maybe it's not, maybe it's slightly different from them. I think, I think it, uh, I think it can. The way it portrays things is very much like a real life. There's a there's like a story about the girl who was having the house party with the body in the pool, and on what her like parents do right. when they come back, and then their story unravels. And you know, it's not actually that far fetched about what people would do in situations, yeah. and that's what I kind of liked about it. It's a, like it's. If you say then um, Dan actually talked about this when he talked when he said he was writing Ghostbusters, it's a baby steps of reality. Mm. If you go from A to Z, people go, that's bullshit. If you go to A to Z by going through A, B, C, D, make small steps of like unbelievability, yeah. then it, you think it's something that's unbelievable because you went through such a slow pace of it or done it in small enough steps, people it become unbelievable at that point. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a like Jurassic Park idea of like you make if you explain how you make dinosaurs, people go, Yeah, hey, that makes sense. I'm I'm I'm, I'm done with that. That seems to pose some level of of truth to it, even though you go, no, that's bullshit, <laughs> you know. But yeah, so same idea. It, it, maybe if you, if you're true, what you're saying, it does seem to be unbelievable to in premise, but you watch it, it unfolds in a way that you go, yeah, that does seem obviously yeah, like, believable. You can see yourself doing a lot of the stuff if you were in that situation, right? Especially when it came to like uh, if you had a daughter or a son and they got into trouble, yeah, you were kind of trying to tidy it up and maybe take some of the blame or whatever. And then other things like. Uh, getting caught up in a, a crime and then kind of just 
you know, hanging on to evidence or whatever and all the rest of it for years. You know, it's all that kind of stuff. Um, but it is quite good how, like, you always, a lot of the people that are in the gated community, it turns out that um, all their kind of stories are kind of interlinked. Yeah. It seems almost like a little bit like the girl on the girl on the train type thing yeah, that yeah, yeah. so everything's like an interlinked and all sort of the, unveils over the course of like, you know, a, a period of time. The know? only kind of weird thing that I found was a bit kind of like jargon was the fact that all these people have never really moved away from this area. There's only one person in the whole entire story that ever went, yeah, fuck this place, I'm out. No, see, I, I'm, a lot of them, like, all the parents of the, of the group have like, went to school and then they're growing up and then the kids are still like, there, like, they're all still there. No, I believe that, because there's, yeah. there's whole areas of people, like, I go to, my, my, my parents are from Auckland Lake and I went to the Auckland Lake game at the weekend to watch them win the cup and there's whole people in that crowd who you know they're like fourth, fifth, sixth generation of that town. They won't. They have no interest in leaving that town, no matter how sh- shitty it gets. Yeah. They don't want to leave it. That's where That's where everything in their life is based. And people in Glasgow, you know, the Glasgow people don't. You know, they've moved from. Areas of London people say, oh, they're now been south of the river for God's sake. You know, people. You know, people mm. do get very sensitive where they live. And, um, and the more ingrained that become, people will sort of settle down that way. So I, I'm, I kind of believe that a lot. Okay. Yeah, people will stay very much close to home. Yep. Me and you maybe the exception, not the exception, but me and you sort of come from a point of view where we like to see the world and we like to travel and we like to do different things, but a big percentage, particularly in, uh, maybe, maybe Scotland's a bad example, maybe Britain, generally people seem very content to be uh, grounded, grounded in, in, in the world they know. Yeah, yeah. And any step outside of it is something they don't know is sort of like odd. Like I've got, I've got family in Glasgow who don't, Understand that Ayrshire is only like twenty minutes away, and yeah. they freaked out when it comes to like Ayrshire. It's like yeah. it's fuck, it's, it's twenty five minutes away. It's not even that far away, but in their mind, it's a sort of a comfort zone. So the idea of taking them from like from there to somewhere else would just totally freak them out. So yeah, the idea of people living in one area forever, I'm, 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 I'm totally, I totally get that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she, what Stacey, did she enjoy? She's always in all these like podcasts about crime and murders. Did she enjoy? Did she like it? She watched a lot of this stuff. She just said it was okay. Hmm. Um, I think she was more like I just about like. The ending is a bit weak, right? In our opinion, like mm. it's not the strongest of endings. It right. can't just like discuss the cat just wraps up and finishes right, and okay. you're like, ah, okay. But what if it was a rainy day and you eight hours to kill? What a bad way to finish. Oh rainy yeah, day. like if you if you weren't doing anything over a weekend. But the problem was that it was also glorious sunshine so you, up here. You feel you wasted it? I, I, I was watching it a little bit. No, it was just. We watched it and then we were like, right, we better actually do other things. Go outside and do <laughs> yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll rate it. Yeah, why not? Uh, I might give it a rate out of 10. It's solid. You know, it, it's solid. It, Com- like, like, like Com- I said, it's, it's British, so it doesn't hang about, yeah. so that's why it gets such a good rate from me. Yeah. Storyline, it's fantastic. Up to a point, then it becomes a bit weak as they're trying to wrap it up. Outside that, yeah. So what you're saying is compelling you're watching it, maybe once you take a step away from it, you maybe you start to pick holes in it and it starts to fall apart. But while you're watching it for the eight hours, the total don't fell by it. Yeah. Nice one. Sounds like a good one to watch. I'm, it's, it's on my list okay. of Netflix things which is ever growing and getting bigger and bigger by the day. Um, <laughs> oh, I know that feeling I've yeah. I just discovered you can actually add things on Netflix and make a little list of things. Yes, but so <laughs> much stuff. So much fucking stuff. What have you been on this week? Um one thing I watched was a it was on the horror channel actually it was a, it was a 2016, I think, horror called Extinction. Okay. Which is a, it's, it's a kind of zombie flick where it's basically the zombie thing happens and it's set like three years later with two guys basically, there's a kid and like a kid um, who they've rescued from the, the mother who got killed by the zombies and one of them's raising the kid, the other one's an alcoholic 
kind of sort of uh, there's a kind of strange triangle between these three people. Um, and essentially, the zombies have all died out to an extent because it got cold and the zombies all you know, went away, or they're, or they're living in a sort of pocket of the world where the zombies just don't seem to be. Sure. But then somehow the zombies evolve in some way, so the zombies are now different. Okay. And um, they start to sort of be a hive pack mentality type, type thing, come after them. Um, it was a, 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 it's very low budget. It's sort of it's got Matthew Fox in it. You know Matthew Fox is in Lost. All oh, right, okay. Yeah. Boy in, in Lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack and Lost. He's in it. Um, and it sort of it takes the idea of the horror, the, the zombie film. There's put a wee twist on it. You know, like, I like the idea of the pack mentality and the zombies evolving. I still don't like fast zombies. That pisses me off. Yeah. I like I like like a shuffly zombie. Is it a yeah, shuffle yeah. zombie? <laughs> yeah. Shuffle. I think um, if it's to be a fast like zombie it has to be like 28 days later but they're not really zombies they're more just affected people yeah, yeah. Um, but all that it's, it's a pretty decent take on the zombie mythos and it has a few things to it there's the, the, the triangle between the, the the two guys and the, 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 the daughter and they're sort of both guys love the woman that had the kid so there's, sort of, there's an interesting triangle there between the the three of the three of them. Yeah. Um, I actually quite enjoyed it. I had a new, a different dimension to the, the zombie film. It is only about, I think, about 100, 110 minutes long. It does move at a really decent pace. It is constrained by budget, which I think might have helped it a little bit. You know, it's not trying to go for the big epic thing. It's forced to be in a room. Yeah. Or a couple of rooms, you know, a couple of sets, that's it. That's all you can really afford to do. So because of that, you get a sense of the tension and sort of the, the, between not only them, yeah. And just a bit between them and their situation. So yeah, I actually, I actually really enjoyed it. I like it when like uh, TV, like TV shows and movies are restrained <laughs> by budget, so they end up getting creative in other ways. Exactly. You can throw any money at it, and you can make it you want, and, it, and you become lazy to an extent. Yeah. And you have to sort of think about what you're doing, then you you pick up, it become it does it you get you know ingenuity, you know, as it shines through stuff like people have heard talk about. They say. I mean, examples right now, but when they wanted to do something, they couldn't do that, but they end up doing this. It's like that makes that's that's defining in the film, you know, people love it. Um, so yeah, so I really, I really, really, really love this film. Um, not not the, not the most original zombie film, but it does add a new spin to the thing. Okay. Um, it adds a few new things that are next to it, but it does follow the usual similar tropes of the zombie films. Um, but yeah, for a for a film that pretty much sunk without a trace, never get much of a release anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I only watched it because of the guy on. What I call Kim Newman, who's a great horror writer and um, writes all horror movies. He um, basically said it's a, it's a good film and you should watch it. And it's one of the films that maybe end up like a bargain basement thing, but it's actually worth to watch. So if you find it, it's worth, it's worth, it's worth finding for the extinction. I've also got my Skybox set up for Saturday for that movie that you recommend. Yes, if anyone is listening, that, well, hopefully they're all listening, there's a film out on Saturday called The Greasy Strangler, <laughs> which. Just the name alone. It is. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say, if I make a hundred people watch it, I reckon two of them will come back and go, that's genius. Nine <laughs> people will judge me harshly for it, <laughs> you know. Um, but I genuinely loved it. I thought it was, I thought it was fucking insanely brilliant. Colin loves it as well. Call me, Colin. Uh, I think that's, it shows you the mentality of me and Colin that we both really enjoyed this film. Um, but I know people who watched it, we went, that is just ridiculous. That is just, that is not funny at all. It's not. Um, so if you get a chance to watch it, I, to tell you anything about it would spoil it. Yes. But if you, if you like things that are a little, well not a little, a lot off and are totally messed up and very avant-garde and you sort of just think you go I didn't think I'd ever see that on screen before and you don't mind a good rubber penis in, in every, every now and again then Greasy Strangler is for you so definitely watch it if you can 
going to be probably discussing next week. What channel? What time? It's on Film 4, I think it's 11 o'clock, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's late, if I remember right. Late, 11pm on Saturday night, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, which is a perfect time for it, to be honest. <laughs> the kind of film that's been on Channel 4 late at night in mm. the past, or even BBC 2 yeah, every yeah, now and yeah. late at night, that kind of movie. But yeah, totally, if you get a chance to watch it, mm. watch it. Um, so it's Voice Extinction. The other film I watched is I finally round the scene. I didn't see in the cinema, but I finally rounded to Jill Bought the Glory. Is I've watched The Greatest Showman. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, so talking to a guy who's not seen it either. Not seen it either. Yeah. You're the last. Be- no, I've seen it. You're the last person who's not seen it. I, I think I must be like yeah. the last person in civilization not to see it. Have you seen it yet? No. No. So you'd stay till the last three when you go see it. <laughs> um, I liked it. I thought it was okay. Okay. It's not. I don't understand. I, sorry, not like, I understand why people love it because people who love that type of film will love what that is. Because Jill adored it. She was all. She is all about the greatest showman now. Um, so she's been singing. So she's been listening to. She is greatest showman daft right now. I feel sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you into musicals, I like it as a musical. I think it's good. If you like musicals, you will love it. There's, there's only two songs in it I really enjoyed. Okay. The other songs I found very, didn't really care for them. Yeah, yeah. And because of that, that didn't really pop for me. Because other musicals, I like them more songs in them, so I can enjoy them more. Yeah. Um, the whole film is dedicated on Hugh Jackman as a charming bastard, which we all know Jackman is a charming, charming fucker. Yeah, yeah. Um, to the point where P.T. Barnum is a nasty bastard in real life. In, in history, he's a real nasty prick. Yeah, yeah. But in this one, you go, oh, he's really nice. You go, like, he's not a nice person. They've totally rewritten history to make P.T. Barnum into a nice guy, and he's like, yeah. he's totally not. Um, but for what it is, if you've seen the rest of it, it would really, look fantastic. It's a lot of really great visuals on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched it at home, so it's obviously a small screen. But still, it's a lot of fun. It's enjoyable. I like most of it. It just, it's, I, I, I didn't go dive into the hype of it in the same way other people have, but overall, I still enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I've got a rate of six and a half out of ten. Ah, okay. Yeah, so it's definitely a high end. It's definitely decent, yeah. but maybe not. A bold Sunday afternoon watch. I was it's better than a bold Sunday afternoon watch. It's definitely, it's definitely a good film, and it probably will one you should have, I should have seen in the cinema to be honest. Yeah. But um, just it's a good film. It's a good, it's a good, it's, and it's it's good scale of a film. We don't often see a film with that kind of scale and that kind of ingenuity when it comes to the dance and all that kind of stuff. So that's the thing I liked about it. Um, do you think it'll be one of those films that get constantly re- replayed at Christmas? Oh, I think it's going to be one of those. I definitely like a Christmas film. I get you told me it's going to go on the stage soon as well. It's going to go into, oh, into I don't know if you're going to be going to be a musical on Broadway at some point, so that makes total sense. Yeah, yeah. It's going to go arms and legs this film. I can imagine the same way right now they have like dirty dancing screenings and uh, sort of music screenings and all the kind of screenings, like the horror picture show and all that kind of stuff. Um, I can imagine this is one of the films that might be one of those things that gets repeated over and over again in cinema to like sing along versions. Yeah, and, well, that's what that's what we were kind of talking about yeah. a couple of weeks back. It was the fact that get put on the Skybox office to buy sing along as well. It's a sing along version. Yeah, and they're showing it still in the cinemas now is a for the kids version. So you going to see the kids. So wow. it's it's insane that it's lasting this long. So yeah. it, it, obviously it's not aimed at me specifically. But it has an audience, and that audience has went for a big time, you can totally see that. Hugh Jackman's probably wondering why he dragged the Wolverine story on so long when he could have just have pumped this out. Well, the Wolverine story did get Logan, which is one of the best films of all time. Yeah. So, yeah, Logan's awesome. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it's Jackman being, I think Jackman is more true more Jackman's core of who he is. He had a musical theatre okay. guy, so okay. maybe that's why he's based it so much. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's why he got the big break in the trail, he's doing theatre. Yeah, so when you got Wolverine, that was very much out of out of character. They get to get Wolverine character, so people know him in a trivia specifically as the theatre guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's very odd that he's now does he's not that guy. He's something different. Aye. And then he just went back round full circle again. Yeah, he's been back again because you always get the money, you get the clout, and and, and this film is based. It is. 
built upon his personality. Mm. And people wanted to cause a hand because of his push the walls it so he definitely is. The fact that the director's like a the director was like an advert like I done adverts in the past and just was huge huge acting through like sort of like relationship, like friendships and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. That's why he's a first time director, so that tells you a lot that they're not gonna give this kind of guy money based on that, they're gonna give it to based on huge acting's yeah, yeah. force of character. That is a good mark on the CV. Yeah. To be doing adverts, etc. And then boom, greatest showman. Yeah. Thank you very much. A huge one, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. People I think do are always forgetting that he did it. It's almost like people remember that it's Jackman's film, which it is very much Jackman's film. He's on screen for every single second of the film. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. So well watch if you get a chance to. Yeah. Uh, so I give, give it a six out of ten, not a six and a half. Six out of ten, I gave it. Okay. Okay. Um, so on to the stuff in the cinema. So there's not much out now. As I, I'm going to moan about it in about five minutes time, but while it's not much out, <laughs> but there's, a, there's a couple of things out. So something I thought you didn't see was something called On Chesil Beach, okay. which is directed by a guy called Dominic Cook, and it's his cinema debut. He's done a lot of shorts, and I think he might be a theatre guy as well. Might have done a lot of stuff in like the maybe shapes the the globe and all that kind of stuff. Maybe done stuff there, but I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Right. Um, the plot of the film is essentially a young couple. Uh, who get married and they're on a honeymoon, um, first night of the honeymoon, and it's Sasha Ronan, who's amazing, and a guy called Billy Hill, who I've seen in a sense of an ending, he's also in Dunkirk. Yep. And they're on a honeymoon somewhere, I don't know where it is, it's definitely in Britain, it's set in the 1950s, this is in Britain somewhere. Okay. And so it's leading up to them having sex for the first time. Oh, 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 oh yes. Here we go. You know, um, and essentially, I guess the point is, I don't really know what the fuck they're doing because it's it's 1950s, yes. 1960s, sorry. Britain, but it's not the 60s Britain where you think it's like it's all like sex, love and rock and roll. It's yeah. like there's, there's a whole section of British society who's still very cottoned up yeah, yeah. and very sort of like prim and proper and they're very prim and proper. Oh, man. He's slightly more sort of beatnik than her, but not by much. Yeah. She's like sort of going to eat and she's playing the violin. She does, you know, she wants, she lives a very upper class family, so she's, you know, sex is not a thing that is discussed. Yes. Um, and I, I feel this first night is going to end badly. Yeah. So <laughs> essentially you see through them having dinner first of all and then sort of them trying to get into the, the <laughs> loving you have, you have flashbacks to their sort of relationship and how it, how it grew and how it built and how they fell in love and how they moved on so you get sort of like love story unfolding over the sort of over the series of flashbacks um, I liked it it's not it's not a perfect love story there's a lot of stuff that I didn't really enjoy and I didn't like in it mm. um, look at it, it looks fantastic it looks stunningly beautiful okay um, some of the stuff on the Chesil Beach is, is stunning, it's absolutely beautiful, it's absolutely it's so stark, but it's lovely to see. Yeah. Everything about the, the filming of, of the, the shots, of it, there's really nice shots in it, and it looks cracking, so there's nothing wrong with that. Performances generally are all very good, Billy Hill is good, Emily Watson plays Sasha Ronan's mum, she's also very good. Sasha Ronan is probably my favourite actress when about this now, she is just amazing. You know, you've watched him in Lady Bird, if you saw her in Brooklyn, yeah. um, all that kind of stuff, she is, she, she is amazing, she can do anything, and she just brings so much believability to it that I absolutely love. Um, Did you get a feeling that you you were sitting there watching a film that was set in the 60s? Oh yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely feel like that, yeah. The problem I've got is over multiple timelines did get a little bit jumpy and a bit tedious. I mean, it felt like it, it, you would go back to the timeline you're supposed to be in for about a minute, and then it would go jump back again in another timeline. So it felt like I was a little bit jumpy. Okay. And I was a bit, a bit kind of not put off by, it, but it sort of it left me a little bit kind of like kind of wondering like, what's going on here. Like, almost a bit like what, like I want to kind of get to the crux of what this is going to be. Because you know, it's building towards something. You know, it's basically getting to build upon like will they, will they, or won't they? basically like, get it on, you know, is this, is this mm. going to happen, because yeah, yeah. excuse me, this is all, this is, they know they should be doing this, they know, they know this is kind of what it is about getting married, you, yeah, have, to, yeah. you have to have this moment, and they're trying to get to that, um, 
the writer of the film, I can't remember his name, and I do apologise for that, but he is the writer of the book as well, and he's adapting his own work. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, because of that, I think that it comes across a little dry, like maybe he wasn't willing to cut anything out or like, you know, lose anything. Yes, yeah, yeah. And because that, there's some moments you're going to go, it's, it's very beautiful, it's very nice, and they're all lovely, but I don't really understand what the, where the story, what the point of this part of the story is, you know, why the, why the lingering around here. Yeah, you know, yeah. Why, why the camera lingering for an extra, even like a 30 seconds on something? Didn't really need that. The linger didn't add anything to the movie, and um, because of that it does seem quite dry. Kind of, it, 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 it lacks an emotional attachment at times. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying it's a person that's he wrote the book. He's now made a film, but he doesn't want to lose anything because he feels every minute is relevant. Um, a little bit, and also the emotional detachment of it mm. is an important part of the story as well. But I felt in order to in order to understand that non-attachment, I think you have to at least have some sort of like rooting interest in who they are mm. and for the most part I didn't really care if they got together or not yeah yeah you know there's a sort of a, a sense of when, when, they, when they meet up for the first time they're going kind of go I don't really understand why you're a couple you know they, they don't really have any kind of moment you go oh that's, that's a sweet moment I said yes I get that yeah and when, so when other things happen for you you're going to go like well yeah that would be kind of obvious from the start this was what it was you know and it's clearly we're in it for different reasons um, but still I'm really it's a nice you said about Sunday watch, we're going to show me this, we're about Sunday watch. This is maybe a Sunday watch. Okay. Bang all of a sudden you can be sitting and watch it. Maybe not be a granny. Yeah. Um, there's nothing overly raunchy in it, but it is, <laughs> there is there is some sexy stuff in it. Well, the 60s, early 60s, it was raunchy. It, was, it felt raunchy, yeah. There's, there's some <laughs> sexy stuff in it. Um, one thing I did do, and I hate, I hate when they do it, it really it, it shows up so badly when they do it rock, when they do it not perfectly, Okay. is when they age up younger actors. Like with makeup, make them look like they're sixties or seventies. Yeah. We've done that at one point, and it just—it really, I don't like it. You can make someone who's old look younger. Yeah. Quite well, but you make someone look who's young, like in their, I mean, Sasha was only about twenty years old. Okay. So you put them out of makeup on her to make her look, you know, sixty-five or seventy. Uh, yeah. She, she's still got that young eyes. And yeah, and it just—it doesn't quite pull off right, and, it, yeah. and because of that, I'm, I, I, I don't like that. It really it kind of irritates me a little bit. Um, but yeah, but on that, I really I enjoyed it. For the most part, um, I would probably give it six and a half out of ten. Would you, would you have paid for this no. movie if you if you didn't have a ticket? No, no, it wouldn't even have been on your radar to go and see it. it would only, the only thing I put it on my radar at any point is Sasha Ronan because I think she's an absolutely fantastic actress. I think she's there's nothing. Was she carrying the movie or was it or was it? No, well it's very much it's very much a two between the two between her and the, the, the husband in it, the, the guy Billy Hill. Um, but she she'll sell the movie to me. Like anything she's in will make me at least at least. They sit up and take notes. I will yeah, yeah. at least could, like try and watch it. Because okay. I've watched some. Seen a film called The Host, which is not a great kind of teen adaptation one. Right. Uh, the Aliens Invade, which is not a great film, but she's in it. I watch it. Hannah as well. Not a great film, but she's in it. I will watch it. Because she's a phenomenal actress. Okay, cool. Yeah, because in this year I have to watch. Fan for life over there. Oh, definitely. She, she, won, she won an Oscar one day. She should have won an Oscar for um, for Brooklyn. She didn't. But she should. Um, yeah. So on Chesil Beach, worth a watch. It's still out. Amazingly. I thought it really would die off after like one week, seemed that kind of film, but it's still got an extra week uh, yeah. next week, so that's good. I'm happy with that. Cool. Uh, on to the, the second film, which we've both seen, but before we do that, I want to make a point that I'm getting really pissed off right now because... The lack of films in the cinema. There's, fucking, there's no diversity in the cinema right now. So right now we've got... Yep. Yep. Out right now you've got um, Infinity War, yes. you've got Deadpool, yes. you've got Solo, which we can talk about in a minute, and as of Tuesday, you'll have, um, or Wednesday, sorry, you'll have Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Right, so I've nothing wrong with these, these four films, I've nothing wrong with them. I, we've all talked about in the past, yeah. we've both enjoyed Deadpool. 
you're watching Infinity War yet, but I enjoyed yet. Infinity War. Um, Solo, we'll take a minute, but I relatively enjoy Solo. Um, I'm almost sure I'll enjoy Jurassic World as well. Yep. So I'm not going these are all fantastic films, I'm all happy to enjoy them. I don't need to take up of an 18 screen cinema, for example, take up 15 out of 18 screens. Yes. There's so much missing in cinema right now that it's just getting really frustrating for people. Because yeah. not everyone wants to see the big budget release. And unfortunately, the cinemas know fine well that these are the movies that are going to make them some sort of coin. It's an economics thing, they're, yeah. looking, they're, they're looking at the bottom line, but I feel they should be not forced but I feel there should be a, 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 some sort of love towards cinema generally the yeah. kind of stuff I, don't, I shouldn't have to go and look for some random indie cinema that's only showing at once at 11 o'clock in the morning somewhere you know yeah, and yeah. it's obviously if I want to see a film I can go and find it somewhere but making these films making these other films available mm. to people is important because otherwise people don't get to see them yeah and you end up either like myself who is Genuinely, and I will openly admit, I am burned out of Marvel. Like, yeah. Deadpool is a bit of an exception to the rule because it is so far away from, yeah, from like, the normal Marvel stuff. Yes, yes. Indeed, yeah. But I think the reason why I haven't seen Infinity War is because I'm so far behind now with the Avengers series that it'd probably be better to go back to the start. In Marvel, you watch it, yeah. 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 That's how far back we are now. Yeah. So annoyingly, there's some films out this last month. So how to talk to how to talk to girls at parties? Didn't get any major release in cinemas. The Cured, which is outside as well, didn't get any release, but it's very, very good as well. There's a documentary out right now called The Rape of uh, Reese Taylor, which is about the woman who got raped by, I think, four white guys in like Alabama in the 1940s, I think, 50s. She was defended by um, Rosa Parks, okay. um, and essentially the white guys admitted they'd done it, and they still didn't get convicted. Wow. Yeah, so this is like, so it's like, it's all, but it's very much like the 13th, uh, 13th, which is on Netflix, that was a documentary that showed how insane race relations are being over the medical the past like so 100 or so years yeah, yeah. Like that. so partly a phenomenal good documentary not on you get the breadwinner which is a, a document a, a, an animation from a i think it's an irish yeah an irish animation company who done one called i think it's song of the sea that was out last year which won like won the oscar i think um, and it's not got any release it's all about this young girl in afghanistan in afghanistan during the taliban uh-huh. trying to pretend to be her dad in order that she can get a, a you can sorry she bent this male so that she can walk out of her prison, walk out of her house, yep. and she can't walk out of her house without a, like a, a male supervisor. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so that her and her mum and her three sisters can walk out of the house, okay. she's got to go with them and pretend to be a guy. Apparently it's a great animation as well. Uh, not getting any release up in any major release, it's only getting released in like, you know, like a random, like, like small cinemas in key cities. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also a film called Eddie, which is a film, it's a British film about a woman, like an older, older woman, sort of, and you release in life after the like, husband died and tried to like, recap some level of you. Again, no release, and I, I would actually really like to have seen it. But I'll probably see it on Netflix in about a year's time. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, was going to say when you got going through your list there. It's, it's almost like the, the cinema chains are shooting themselves in the foot for short term profits and not longevity because people will get burned out of or Marvel themselves will run out of characters and stories yeah. to go and other comic book yeah. series. It's like, it seems like it's a short sighted thing and a lot of these movies will inevitably end up on Netflix and people will love them and then they will almost become like cult status. Exactly, yeah, and you know, in the cinema they showed them all for the first time and really you got to enjoy them. So, I, I mean, it's not, um, it is a first world problem. I live in the first world, so I mean, I have first world problems. Uh, yeah, and, no, but I know what you're saying. It feels like it's almost like um, with all these big like, uh, franchises or whatever, and 
like older franchises coming back and then ultimately doing really well it seems like that's all we're going to start getting now yeah. because that's like the general audience they want yeah. to see the big budget they're not interested in like documentaries and small animations and all the rest of it and ultimately they'll find their homes on what like, on smaller places yeah, yeah. Um, which is a shame it's a real shame yeah. I think it really is a real shame because you do need diversity like oh. you yourself like you are the hardcore cinema goer yeah like myself I'm like the, as casual as you can get yeah. but you need diversity as well there's only so many times you can go and see the big movies exactly yeah and then you're like right, what else is there to see exactly you know? exactly interestingly we'll talk about Solo or Star Wars in a little minute here but I saw it last night when did you see it last night as well no I seen it uh, the other day or something. So Tuesday night? Yeah. Or something. Okay. I don't even know what day we're talking about. So I saw on Wednesday night, which is, as everyone in Britain knows, it, that's a two for one day in cinema. It's okay. uh, Orange Wednesday or Meerkat Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. That's that, it's that day, right? Yeah. So everyone's two for one cinema tickets. It's a sort of um, the big cinema in town, which the big screen is holds about three, four hundred people. We think it's three, four hundred people. Okay. That was a nice day yesterday. That was a nice day yesterday. It was a half five showing, so it's just after work. People usually go straight after work just to try and get stuff done before the. Okay. Then. Yep. 400 seat of cinema, 13 people like to see Han Solo. 30 or 13? 13, 1, 3. Wow. Yeah. Ooh. What about you when you went to see it? Was it a busy uh, cinema? I was just racking my brain there. It was, it was Tuesday I seen it. Right, okay. Uh, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was an 8 o'clock showing. Right. I'm putting it down to the fact, maybe even you might recognise yourself with your screening was, it's just after a bank holiday here yep. up in Scotland, so I was kind of putting it down to that, and right. also the weather was still pretty decent. Pretty decent yeah. um, I think it wasn't particularly busy, it, yeah. but uh, I don't know. Compared to Deadpool? Oh, to compare to Deadpool, aye, it was non existent. Yeah, and Deadpool's a 15 with us as well. Yeah. Yeah, he's nuts. Okay, on to the film. Yes. So, Solo, a Star Wars story, directed by Ron Howard. I'm, I'm curious to. I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. I can enjoy the series, but you're not really a fan, so I'm intrigued. What yeah. do you think? So, right by Ron Howard, who stepped in after Chris Miller and Phil Lord get kicked off it. Quite acrimoniously. And the fact that they have. He, he was, they came on like about a week, two weeks ago in filming, but he's the only credit on the film. Okay. Which means he's reshot at least 70% or 60% of this film. Wow. So they've shit canned a lot of stuff in this film. Yeah, yeah. To the point where Lord and Miller don't even get a, they get an executive producer credit on it, which seems very much a token thing of as course. opposed to being. Yeah, yeah. So there's no sort of like directed by as well. They're, they're very much involved in, like they were involved in the direct, or the directing has changed enough that they're not getting any credit for that. Wow. So the plot of the film is it's followed a young Han Solo. Yes. Um, coming out of basically from when he's a street racer and um, some random planet. Yeah. Um, essentially escaping that planet, joining the Empire, trying to win his way back to the planet to save the rescue his lady. Yes. Getting involved with a rebellion of sorts and having to basically commit a heist yep. in order to fund that um, and hopefully win enough money so he can buy a ship and rescue his lady. Yep. Essentially that's the film? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. There's other bits in it as well but that's essentially the film. Yeah. Um, so in the film you've got the guy called Alden Enright, Ellen, Aaron Wright, sorry, playing um, Han Solo. Uh-huh. He is from, have you ever seen a film called Hail Caesar? He's in that and he steals that film. It's a great movie and he's very good in it. You also got Sandy Newton in it for about 10 minutes. Yes. See Woody Harrelson in it as well, Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones, Donald Glover as well playing Lando Calrissian, and you got Paul Bettany playing the big bad guy. Paul Bettany's had a good weekend in cinema, he's in Infinity War as well, so that man is making some cash right now. Yeah, yeah, he is yeah. making money, he's doing well just now. <laughs> um, what did you think of it? Bad a lot, what did you think of it overall? Um, it was okay. Yeah. It, 
the thing is, if you know anything about the solo, eh, sorry, Han Solo's like story, like even vaguely, there's nothing that's in this movie that makes you go, oh wow, that really added to the story. Yeah, I agree. The only bit that I was like, and I, I don't know if this has been mentioned before or not, so apologies, Lizzie, I'm an absolutely yeah. just a casual Star Wars fan, yeah. was the whole um, how Solo and Chewie first met each other. That, I don't know if it's in, I think it may have been one of the. Apparently, it's well known that the, the hand rescues Chewie. Yeah. I, I just get a liked idea that uh, Chewie, as we all know, this lovable, funny character, is actually they were keeping him and feeding him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I think it's in the. I think like one of the books or something. One of the, a lot of like after Star Wars, there's lots of books about like sort of the side stories and all that kind of stuff. I think it might have been in that. Or maybe one of the games might have been in. We probably should have held off and had our Star Wars chorus. We probably could have gone, yeah, yeah. Um, to verify all these facts that were written out. Possibly, but I think, I'm sure that's what it is. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I knew that Hannah Rest was Chewie. Yeah, yeah. And that's not mentioned in the film, so I knew something was there. Yeah. So that's it. Relatively canon. Yeah. One, I, I'm sure I said it last week. This is a movie that just doesn't really need to exist. It really doesn't. Uh, it, like this film, I still walked out of the cinema going, yeah, that was a good Star Wars movie. But they could have had any character in there, and I would have came out with the same feeling, going, visually, nice, nice bits and pieces. Fun. Yeah. Lots of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Enough action in it to keep you interested. Story, if you're balls deep into the Star Wars, you'll have a fine gasm of it. There's not that much in it. It's just a general action movie. Like, it's a decent, fun space yeah. western. Yeah. But it's not. If you take the Star, if you took the Star Wars name off of that, film, yeah. it would not add. It would probably not add anything to it. Yeah. And really taking it away from it, it'd be again a fun movie. Yeah. Um, if the Star Wars name on it brings it down a bit because you have certain expectations. Yes. And certain sort of opinions already pre-made of what a film should be, and as soon as you put that on it, mm. and it's not that to the extent, then you kind of you get you lose something from yeah. it. Which makes me worry going forward for the other uh, like individual stories that have lined up. Yeah. Um, because I don't know, I don't know if they'll maybe can a couple of them if this one's not done that well. Yeah, I mean this one's done relatively poorly. I mean yeah. it's done, it made a hundred over a hundred million at cinema uh, in the budget, isn't it? So, but it's not, it's not broken the record they hoped it would break. And yeah. Something. They might look at a bit of that. The fact that when it released it, they released it in obviously May. Yes. When all our Star Wars are released in December, which it seems like okay. so that's going to be something to look at. You know, yeah. it was only well, the Star Wars film out about six months ago. Uh, yeah. So that also has an impact as well. Maybe they're just trying not to coach on. They keep the December dates for the main story. That's also as yeah. the main story seems to be what people are still wanting. People don't listen to yeah. want this as much. Um, Overall, I actually thought, I actually fun this, I, I enjoyed it big chunks of it. Oh yeah, like, uh, Donald Glover playing Lando, him and uh, uh, Harrelson, for me and my eyes, they stole it. I thought, like, they two characters, I'd be probably more interested in, like, uh, Harrelson's, uh, Harrelson's, like, backstory almost. I'm like, how did they get involved with this guy? That's a how, point, yeah, yeah, that's... How, like, like, it almost glossed right over his character and it's, he just happened to be there. I'm not I'm talking for you, if there's a Star Wars story that was basically surrounded around about the Howard Harrelson character yeah. and maybe in the, the second, it wasn't in the second act of that film, mm. they meet a young Han Solo who helps him. Yes. And then he goes away, Han Solo goes away and, and you go... So you've almost got like two backstories. Uh-huh. The first part is Harrelson's backstory, then the second half is when he meets Solo and then boom. And then you don't really see enough of it so do we get to, to, to lose the mythos of yeah. him. 
but you still get your season. Oh, good shit, I know who that is. Yeah. That's cool. I'm, I'm happy with that. I just don't think the character's strong enough to warrant his own movie. I like the kind of mysterious mythos about he's ended up in a ship and stuff, and you hear drips and drabs. I think that I think that's a better style for that character. I agree. Everything you need to know about the Han Solo character is in that first minute you see him in the bar and in Tatooine. You see him sitting behind the on that in that yeah. little um, booth. The feet up, you're looking at you know who, who this guy is, and obviously, it's just a pure action. And you go, I know who this guy is, I can almost get everything I want to know from that. Mm. I don't need to know how he got his name, yeah. Like, that was like, that is fucking, I don't give a fuck how he got his name. Uh, it, that bit did seem a bit redundant. I was a bit like, oh, okay. I don't need to know that the dice means something, yeah. Why does he need to mean something? Why do you need a fucking dice? He's a guy who's a, he's a racer, he has a dice on his fucking mirror, that's all he has, yeah. Class to be, he doesn't need to have any deep meaning behind it, that's all it is. I think there was a lot of this, I think this film wasn't very deep and they were trying to add levels to it yeah. to make it things important that you could gloss yeah. over. Well, you could make it a, just a, a relatively fun adventure film, but I'm with you actually, I never thought, like, I would love to see a Woody Harrelson film yeah. this, like, see I, his character develop. I just found that character more interesting. Yeah, you know? well, how did he get to that situation when yeah. he's doing what he's doing? Mm. You know, he became that guy, you know, and he's like a completely character, he's obviously might cross, double cross, and whatever he's going to do. How do you get to that situation? You know, that's, that's definitely more interesting character than this solo, because I think the boy El- Alden Elric, that's done a decent job. Mm-hmm. He's definitely not bad at the character, he's definitely he's definitely got something... He doesn't try and mimic Harrison Ford, he sort no. of does, he's put his own wee spin on it, but you still, there's a swagger there that, that does echo the Harrison, the, the Han Solo that we know. Yeah, yeah. So he does a good job at it. But just... Yeah, just I'm with you. Just it, for all, it's not a bad film. It just didn't really need to exist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's, that's the kind of sad thing about it. And I think that's what a lot of the audience are thinking, which is we don't care that it's we don't mind it's out there, but I'm not going to go and see it. No. And I think the audience is doing that. Audiences are not really interested. And I think it's one of those movies like further down the line when it appears on services. I don't think I'll rewatch it. No, I don't see myself rewatching yeah. this either. No, I generally don't. Which, yeah, like I said, is. Yeah, um, I, don't I think I didn't go. I didn't go to see the midnight show. I didn't go to the Friday show. And all the weekend showing. All them. I waited till the, I waited for like a good week before it was out. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was you. You know myself. Yeah. You normally, know. I'm lined up to watch films because the internet ruins it. Yeah. Everything. I'm there first day and what you seeing it, and this one I, did, I, I didn't really care enough to what I was seeing first day. Ah, uh, even even um, here and uh, Hans' uh, lady friend. Yes. I don't find her interesting either. Did, well, there is an interesting it's story like the there. Ca- the character, I was like, eh. There is an interesting character there, but she's so briefly on screen that you don't really, understand, really get what she's about. Yeah, yeah. Same with the, actually, the Emil Clark character, the, um, like, Hans lady. There's not much depth to her at all, and that's just kind of a sad thing. It's like, oh, sorry, I'm getting messed up. That's the... Like you're talking about yeah, Hans yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't really get much from her, like, what's, no, what's, like, her, her motiva- like, what's happened to her, what motivation yeah. and, and I kind of lose interest in her. Because, like, in the beginning of the movie, their situation happens, and then pretty much she doesn't reappear until almost like the last half an hour, if not. No, it's last hour or so. Yeah, last hour. But, like, but what's happened in between? Like, how has she went from pretty much on the run to being in this That's, position? There's and, a story. And you're like, there's a story there, yeah, definitely. And yeah, just not enough time on her. Yeah. Equally not enough time on the Paul Bettany bad guy character. Like, yeah. So I, yeah, I know. I think I didn't care for him. I didn't have any feelings towards oh, him either. I didn't fear him that much. Yeah. And only thing, you try and invoke fear by saying that something like, 
if you anger me, you anger my boss, and you're like, oh, my God, who can his boss be? Yeah. Not to reveal that, and it's not going to ruin who the, who the boss is. But if you know anything about Star Wars lore, you know where it's going. So I was surprised by Yingling who it was. Yeah. I didn't know that person would be in it. So I was, I was getting quite surprised by who that was. But they make more like, you think, going, oh, who's his boss? Who's he scared of? And they're going, but I'm like, I don't really care if they're bad. I'm not like, yeah. his motivation seems mullet like sort of muddy mm. and also like he just doesn't seem that scary a character so they, they, they're all totally fearful of him yeah yeah you know so I kind of I kind of build me a little bit and I'm being mean to this film because I'm aware I've been, been negative on it again but for the two hours I was in there for which I thought two and a bit hours yeah, yeah. kind of took 20 minutes off this thing again mm. I enjoyed it like I genuinely did quite enjoy what I was yeah, watching yeah. nothing wrong for whatsoever I, like, I, had a, I had a decent bit of fun with it I, I really enjoyed the the trade scene I yeah. thought that was absolutely brilliant. I really enjoyed the trade scene I enjoyed like, seeing when the big squid thing chase him as yeah, well yeah. I liked that bit as well it kind of the, the, the trade thing almost hopped back to like a kind of classic western yes you know it's very much a western that yeah, felt yeah. like a western yeah, that's definitely what I would definitely that's, that's what I'm going for yeah, it, it totally worked it, was, it felt a really good fun scene yeah I'm interested to see what Colin thinks about it because like I said he's a hardcore Star Wars fan so it'll be interesting to he, see he from what I've talked about he, I think he's a bit more up on it than we are he yeah. enjoyed it a little bit more than we did okay and but also he had much kind of similar opinions to us which was it was a fun adventure film but didn't really add much that yes. wasn't already there already yeah. and probably didn't really need to be there but he, he enjoyed it a bit more than we did um, I would give that a 7 out of 10 I was going to say it's like a half 7 yeah, so, so yeah, yeah roughly the same point yeah. Yeah. Not, not a bad bad movie but yeah. so enjoyable in fact a very enjoyable film yeah. like you said I'm probably not going to buy the Blu-ray. I'm probably not going to watch it again on like sort of on demand or yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I sort of, I've seen it once. I'm can't with that. I've no interest in sort of revisit it. It just, it just it, the problem is it didn't add anything to the story. Uh, yeah, to the and, what it, and what it did add, I think you don't need to fucking add that. Like for example, how you got his name. Don't give a shit. Don't care how you got his name. I don't care. Paul, I know he could just have thought that himself. It could have killed, yeah. yeah. Then have to have some backstory. It's, it reminded me a bit of the at least in the Lone Ranger film. Yes, yeah. When they put like mythos like the, of like how the mask, the origin of the mask, and we're like, I don't need to know how the origin of a mask in this film. Yeah. Just give them the mask. That's yeah. all we need to know. It's a mask. It's a mask. Yeah, exactly. You know. Um, but yeah, so that's. As we've seen this week. Yeah, it's like a short and sweet week. Yeah. You know? um, but next week there's a few things out. We do have. Um, show dogs is still out if you want to go see show dogs. <laughs> well, have you seen it? No, she wants to go see it. I might go see it tomorrow or even um, next week at some point. Might go see it. We, the one thing I do know from uh, last week when we were talking about it to this week was I do know the movie get pulled after the first day of release, recut to to avoid bits Seriously? and then re-released again at, at least in the US market because right, okay. they did have a wee ball here before us right, okay. so I don't know if we got it released and then taken back down and then put back up again but that's what happened at least in the US market wow that's insane uh, I don't actually know the bit that they've cut I'm assuming it's like a, uh, the no, dog yeah, punching yeah. Tesco bit but, yeah. I'm assuming that's a bit which I I don't know how relevant that is to the story. No, I don't know if it's just all. made that horrible cut in the middle <laughs> of the film and it skips bits. <laughs> um, so that's still out. Yeah, sorry, that's more. Even though Solo's still out, obviously, so is Chesil Beach is out, still out. Cool. Um, talked about them last week, but um, I Feel Pretty still out if I want to see that. Yeah, I did yeah. Life of the Party. And the Sherlock Gnomes, they're all still out. Deadpool, Deadpool 2 is still out, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And Infinity War is still out um, at Great Lens. And also Breaking In, surprisingly, is still out. Yeah. I was surprised at. That's like um, a few weeks back there. That's done not bad, yes. A couple back now, yes. Yeah, so that's definitely still out. Uh, I think that's all that's still out just now. Mm. Um, new out in the cinema, you'll have the. Uh, well, I thought it was called the Book Club. Yeah. Which seems like a film about 10 years too late. 
right? Because they're talking about five, four middle-aged women, but middle-aged like four. 50s, 60s maybe? Okay. Discovering 50 shades of grey and discovering, you know, that they still want to live type thing and it's like that second chance at love. So, that yeah. this film does reference 50 shades of grey? Yes. Oh wow, this is really late to the party. Yeah, that's what I thought as well when I read it. I'm going, well, that seems like it's a, a good five years too late at least, you know, sort of like... I wonder if there's some sort of like embargo there. I don't think so. I think it's maybe just to think... I honestly don't know. I honestly generally don't know. Yeah, yeah. It just seems odd that it's out now, but that's what's out. Yeah. So it might appeal to a certain audience, like the kind of grey haired audience, you know, the kind of maybe mid 50s, maybe maybe early 40s, late 40s, early 50s might enjoy it. Appeal to that kind of audience. So mm-hmm. it's there. You've got um, Ismail's Ghosts as well as a French movie, which is nice to see it in a decent release. Okay. So I was moaning earlier on about not having enough stuff out that's random. We're getting a French movie out, so I'm going to hope to go and see that. It's about a. a Film director and an old flame turning up on a film set. Yeah. So it's a very kind of classical film. It's got Marianne Cotillard in it, who I love, so I'm looking forward to seeing that. And also on Tuesday, mm. sorry, Tuesday to Wednesday midnight, so Wednesday all day, yeah. uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is out. Oh, I think I think that's probably going to be the one movie that I will see next week. Yes. You know. Do you think on Wednesday and talk about it on Thursday? Yes. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a push. Yeah. Go for that. That's the push. That's the push. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm a huge Jurassic Park fan. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's. I do love the reboot. I've got to. I do the reboot a shit ton as well. Yeah. People seem to love it when it first came out and then got really shitty on it. Yeah. I still. I dug it when I rewatched it as well. I, well, that's what I was about to say. I have rewatched the movies and I picked up on a lot more the second time around yeah. than I did from the cinema. So, yeah. I'm watching. I enjoyed it. Um, I think I'm having on Sunday, I'm having a Jurassic Park day, watching all four films back to back. So I'm going to do that, which will be fun. Yeah. Um, even Jurassic Park 3 which people don't like but I actually quite like Jurassic Park 3 and I fucking love Jurassic Park 2 <laughs> even if people don't like it sorry Jurassic Park sorry Lost World Jurassic Park is what it's actually called yeah. I think there's some really funny stuff and some really good stuff in that film um, so that's out next week as well um, Barry you want to tell people where to find us and then we'll wrap up sure sure it's pretty much all social medias it's three beers and a movie yep and the email address if you want Tannoy Colin because he's really desperate now yeah is three beers and a movie at gmail.com nice one um, so I'm Richard Laird you've been Daddy Neil and you've been listening to 